Man, we did so much good welcome content the first two times we attempted to record this show, and you guys are never going to hear it, and that's because Aaron's the worst. So This time it's my mic that's the worst. It's not me. You're an extension of your mic, so deal with it. That's what it is. But it was was golden. It was a throwback to the shows of yore where we actually cared and tried and attempted. We made rundowns and stuff. Yeah, we. Oh my God, when I think about how much effort we put in, how did we have the time? How did we have the time to put the effort into this show that we once upon a time put into this show? Less wrestling, less I, of a life. We were younger yeah, men then. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have as many kids, and they certainly yeah. were. Yeah. All right. So what you just said about less wrestling actually did strike me the other day because I said to somebody, I'm like, when we started doing the show, I had to tops watch three hours worth of wrestling <laughs> tops pretty much now now that number in a non-pay-per-view week is nine <laughs> hours and that's with me saying no sorry 11 hours god 11 hours and that's with me bagging on watching rampage which i'll never watch again right like <laughs> 11 hours so yeah we're beat down by it and it's probably it also probably has a lot to do with why we hate more things is because we have so much there's more to there's more to hate there's there's 11 hours versus three much more to hate no doubt about it i remember getting angry when it used to like the show would go for an hour hour 15 i'm like this this isn't right now you know (laughs) boy all right um so Glenn and Aaron, maybe Brandon, probably not. He might be dead. Hopefully not. You know, cancer is a thing. It's what it is. So let's get into it. The fallout from Crown Jewel. And I guess the couple of headlines, the first being this one trended back towards house show in comparison on that line of house show versus most important professional wrestling show of all time. This one ended up being much closer to house show. Yeah, a Madison Square Garden house show. We got the the one title, token title change. We got what may be a big moment. I doubt it, but they're playing it up as a big moment with uh, John Cena doing the job to Solo and Mm. is at the end of his career. So we got something, but it's not going to end up being really anything. Um, But yes, like a big house show is what this was. It was – I'm trying to figure out if I even think I can call it a big house show, right? Like, yeah, I guess because of the people that were involved, it has to qualify as a big house show. But, yeah, you know, yeah, it just, just doesn't it, – it didn't do a ton for me. Let, let's talk about a couple of those things. To say that John Cena was a big moment, I, I didn't feel that even a little bit. Like, they did a good job of creating subterfuge that – by making it a big deal, like I give them that credit, the subterfuge of making it a big deal that John Cena hadn't won a singles match. And so, you know, we all thought that this had to be the one I will give them credit for that. But it's certainly at no point that I think that this is how John Cena's career is ending. I do think that what they alluded to well is what they couldn't say out loud is that the strike was about to end. Right. Like they couldn't just say those words, which we realize more and more that the actors themselves knew, right? Because like they announced Jason Momoa was going to host Saturday Night Live and everybody was like, huh, that's weird because that's the same time your movie is coming out and you're not supposed to be promoting movies. <laughs> so like it was very clear that in the days leading up that actors started to get word that like they're going to be able to go back to work and that the strike was ending. 
And so they played it up well in relation to the strike ending. I assume that means that it's the end of John Cena for now. I mean, I, maybe he might have another appearance in him because I don't know how quickly everybody's going to get back and get back to work. But to the point that you bring up, the idea that we believe that this could be his final appearance is utter poppycock. But they're they're going to push it and credit to Man. them for at least trying to push that. Um, it's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. That's not how John Cena's career ends. Um, but to, to their credit and to, to John Cena's Instagram credit or whoever, you know, whether it's him or whoever runs it, um, you know, they're trying to make it a thing. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I credits where credits do there. But no, I if anyone actually believes that's it and. There's been a surprising amount of Twitter chatter that maybe that is actually it, like Stop. taking it seriously. Yeah, Stop. I don't get that. <laughs> Utter nonsense. I mean, that is as nonsense as nonsense gets. Um, I feel like I am obligated to try to say, to try to give them credit for the fact that, hey, they tried to do something in relation to the briefcase to take it out of play. But, and I'll give them that it's, better than the nothing that they did last time. Like if the bar is zero, then this was above zero in that it was a one, but the absurdity of this guy is in a faction, an evil (laughs) faction. And he just had his briefcase stolen. And they said, huh? Gee, good gosh, golly. There's just nothing we can do about that. When clearly they were planning on cashing in is, it is it is so only barely above zero that I can only give them the credit that it's above zero and nothing more than that. This is what happens when you say, oh, S, we're not pulling the trigger, so we have to do something, but you don't have an actual plan for how you're going to handle it. I, I also like how and, and this is one of the, you know. This is wrestling, so when I'm making fun of it, I'm not doing it in a malicious way, but it's just so wrestling that it's like the ref knows he wants to cash in the contract. The right. ref had the briefcase in his hands. Right. All, you know, he could just say, oh, no, that was a cash in. Right. You, you said you were cashing in. Yes. Yeah. It's one of those things like when um when a guy tries to tap out, he's clearly trying to submit. But like in a tag match, his partner grabs his arm. Somehow that nullifies the submission. Again, so completely wrestling, so completely ridiculous that you almost just have to laugh at it. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I'll give them a little more credit, though I didn't like how they handled all the you have to return the briefcase, but you will get your title match anyway, as if you could cash in or something. I, I don't even know exactly what that meant or why. I don't know that the whole thing on Monday didn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, other than uh, well, uh, Seth versus Sammy. I like it. I mean, Seth rewarding him made sense. Sure, to some extent. And it also made me think about whether or not there might be a story there with Sammy. Um, like, are they trying to lay the tracks for a heel turn? Is that why they decided to break up? I, 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 it feels a little too big showy for me that I don't that, know that I, I love it. That would it. be a mistake, I think. I, you say that, except for what else are they doing? Like, I, I hate saying this, but Sammy is utterly lost as a face on that show. There's nothing there for him. What could he possibly do of relevance in the foreseeable future? I mean, it depends how long you say foreseeable future, because I was going to say you you were saying they laid the groundwork. Like, 
they what they did in some way, and I think to some people, is remind people, oh, yeah, we really want a Sammy title win. That's something we really want to see. And by reminding us of that, it's something that they can do. In the future, the problem is there isn't a direct path right now. It's not that there's not a direct path. It's that there's not even a rocky or bumpy path. There is no world in which he can put himself into the picture, I, I don't know, in the next year. Like, we're, Well, like, no, I mean, look, if, if Priest does cash in, Sammy beating Priest is not a it, bad again, path to if go. we're assuming that we're just throwing away L.A. Knight— yeah, like and well, and that's what I'm saying. That's part of the pro- if if I if that was out of it, right? If L.A. Knight wasn't part of the picture, then that your statement would be relevant. I don't know one which would be more troubling. Would it be more troubling that you're throwing away L.A. Knight, or would it be more troubling? Or, sorry, would it be more troubling to do this with Sami Zayn and then just follow it up with nothing? Or would it be more troubling to see it through and throw away L.A. Knight? Because if the point is, well, and I've talked about this before, that I've always wondered how far they were willing to go with L.A. Knight. And if the answer is, in their minds, they're just not, they don't care. They like think it's neat that he's, you know, he gets a pop and everybody loves him, but they've never planned on it. And in their mind, they want Sammy to win the Rumble and Sammy to have a WrestleMania moment instead I'm I'm all in. I I find it odd that they would prioritize that over the guy that's selling all of the merch right now. But I'll listen to that. I just don't think that both things can happen. And if both things can't happen, I don't know when Sammy could get in the picture if the L.A. Knight story is going to be told. I guess if you really want to push it and, and try to have your cake and eat it, too. Yes, no, because Damien, I was going to say you do that thing we were talking about before, not directly, but you have L.A. Knight win, Priest still has the title, and at some point Priest cashes in. So let's say he cashes in not right after like we had speculated last week, but in like June, something like that. So you have a three-month reign for L.A. Knight, and then Priest cashes in, you move away from L.A. Knight, and Sammy, is that SummerSlam, something like that? I'm, I'm It's just hard. tricky to get there. Yeah, I, and I'm hard-pressed to believe that they will commit to multiple main events that aren't their guys, right? Like, that you're talking about, and we, we got to go back to what this would be. Our, the way that we drew it up would be L.A. Knight beats Drew McIntyre for the title at WrestleMania. That was when we were talking about that last week. Sure. And then Damian Priest cashes in. So at least in that scenario, you'd have one of their guys, and this is... You know, we're making a huge assumption here because we don't know if Drew McIntyre is going to be under contract or not. But we believe that they still think of Drew McIntyre as box office. So that would be one of their guys that they've anointed. But then to draw it out and to have it be for me to believe that they're going to do a a L.A. Knight, Sami Zayn, two guys that they have always told you they are utterly reluctant to anoint as their guys, both, you know, being in this mm-hmm. picture and and both going towards SummerSlam, their sec- I, I and in another in another football stadium next year, I I'm reluctant to think that that's something that they'd be willing to do. It's just how do they view Raw and the Raw title going forward? If they view it the way that they used, well, they to still use- have to sell the TV rate, the TV rights right now. Uh, yeah, no, I I I understand that, and that might play into all of this. By the way, is if they're saying, well. 
our guys are going to be on SmackDown because we know what's going on with SmackDown. We know the payment. We know everything. They're going on SmackDown. Um, that's well, where I'd be inclined to think the opposite, which I'd be inclined to think. Unless well, un- un- unless they know that they're getting less for Raw than SmackDown. Like, right, the, the latest report is Raw. If, if it ended today, the favorite of where Raw is ending up is FX. I saw that. But when is the timeline for this? It would almost have to be late 2024, right? Based on well, I mean, like, when is the timeline for the likelihood of when they would get a deal done, right? Oh, like, I guess I, I would assume the next few months. It seems like See, the I next it would few be, months. If if it's with if it's before the end of the year, then it's irrelevant because they're not they're never going to have a chance to compete with Monday Night Football. But if in their mind they don't want to commit to anything until early next year. Because they'd like to make a run at some ratings early next year after football is over and then try to draw, drive up the value of Raw in the process, then I'm even further reluctant to believe. Now, maybe that's where things start getting wacky. Like I was going to say, it's rumble season. Everyone's on every show. Well, but I'm going even a step beyond that. Maybe in an attempt to pop numbers, like they're planning on having the title change hands on Raw a few times. Mm. Right. And, or like, Randy Orton gets involved. Sure, Randy Orton, definitely. But that's that's a standby. So that goes back to the same thing for me to believe that they're committing to all of these guys that aren't their anointed guys is tough unless they're going to do a bunch of wacky stuff with the guys that aren't their anointed guys all on Raw early next year in attempt to pop some numbers like have have Damian Priest cash in on Raw, then have Sami Zayn win the belt from Damian Priest mm. on Raw, right? Like okay. that type of thing between now and then. Um, then Drew McIntyre, then LA Knight. Yeah, like it, it turns into full-on wacky season at that point. And I know it's absurd to think that way, but if they feel like they need to pop some numbers in order to drive up the value of the TV rights, I would say anything is possible at that point. But if they don't want to gimmick it that far, if they're not going to try to like change the title, if they're not going to go full wacky, then I find it very hard to believe they won't coalesce. But they won't let Seth Rollins drop the belt right now when he should have dropped the belt five times already. Right. Like I, it's hard for me to believe they're going to commit to multiple programs of guys that aren't Seth Rollins or Randy Orton or Cody Rhodes or. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre is on the fringe of that just because we don't know. But like the guys that they have decided are their bankable commodities that they know they can count on. It's hard for me to believe that they're going to go away from that inner group of guys, particularly before they've gotten the TV rights deal done. It, it, it is a weird bit. It, the question always comes back to why is Seth not dropping the title? Is it because they have a specific moment in mind that for whatever, you know, maybe it is the Randy Orton thing that they're waiting for. They're very clearly. But it's so much worse if it's that, right? Like, it's so much worse that Randy Orton doesn't need Seth Rollins. Like, I, the, 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 the part that you don't want to say out loud is the only reason why Seth Rollins would need to hold the belt this long is if they want to revisit Cody at some point. And it just is so utterly nonsensical for them to be revisiting Cody when yeah, he, he can't. Like, that's the thing. They can't revisit. Right. Cody. So, like, there is no reason. There is no justifying this. There is nothing else that needs to be done that involves Seth Rollins needing to be the champion other than them being completely 
bat s afraid of someone not named Seth Rollins being the champion as they try to sell their TV rights. And, and that actually, but there are, I guess the question is, and, and it's something that I've, you know, you know, we're we're in this world where no one's really a draw, but like, where do they view Seth Rollins? Because what you just said makes it sound like they view him as one of the tippy top guys who, who you well, know. who else is in the tippy top group right well, now? Well, but that's I I don't I mean I just was never sure if they viewed him as like he's always been great oh, he's always I, upper level. I, no, no, I, I think don't, they've made it clear that they view him that way. I I think they they're actually yeah their actors have said he's a he's a guy he's a guy in kayfabe and in in internal WWE talking, but like I've never gotten the sense that. He moves tickets, moves ratings, is a guy who they put in front of the, the, you know, the upfronts when they're trying to sell and saying, like, you get Seth Rollins. I've never quite gotten that feeling. Which no, they've, they've taken him out to do all those things. That's not true. They've taken him out all the time. All right. Things. I, and and I, I would say to the point, in a world in which they have, you know, Brock Lesnar and John Cena and Ronda Rousey and, you know, in certain – they have – Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. they have a champion on the other show that shows up once every four weeks. Yep. And if that. what else? And if what that. else? Well, that, but that's always been the thing. And what else? You know, we, you know, Drew McIntyre feels larger than life. Obviously, there's another but they thing have going a, on there. Yeah. A thousand percent of yeah. put Seth Rollins ahead of Drew McIntyre over the last year. A thousand percent. Sure. They have flip-flopped those two guys around. Yeah. They have made it very clear that Seth Rollins has become their their standby, right? And yeah. And, and I, I guess in, in a lot of ways, he's the new Randy Orton. I would argue that's exactly what it is. Is yeah. they are comfortable with there is stability to Seth Rollins being that guy. And so right now, the only thing I can possibly think, because from a a storytelling standpoint, it's nuts that Seth Rollins has continued to hold this belt. There is no reason for it. It is backwards of why they should have introduced. I, I can't I can't escape that. They introduced a second belt only for the other belt to be the exact same as the first one, with the only difference being that guy's on television. Like the other belt should have been there so that you had something that got you some action when there was no action on the first belt for years and you're not doing it there. It, it's it's awful. I mean, it's awful that they continue this. And I'm not saying that Drew McIntyre needed to win it because we've been through that. The problem was that they told the story that demanded that Shinsuke Nakamura win it. And then they didn't pull the trigger because of whatever reason. And it's even worse because they could have just had Seth win it back. Like it's, it's, it's more befuddling that they screwed that story up. So much. I mean, there, there's your big crown jewel moment. If Seth Rollins is winning back from Nakamura. It, I mean, it's, it's insane that they just didn't do that to see the value of it. Like it's, it's bizarro world. And it truly makes me believe that the only reason is because the TV rights are up and they feel like they need to have the belt on their standby, their standby, their comfort level. Remember he's married to Becky Lynch. She's a big star, you know, like they're a power couple, the whole thing that you can show to these networks. Think about it. Think about, you know, the tie-ins that you could have the Fox, you could have them appear on other shows, things like that. I, I, 
That's the only thing I can come up with as to why it is that they have continued to make this dumb decision of keeping the belt on Seth Rollins for no there, – there is no story to tell. None. The only story that's out there is Cody, and they're not – they're either definitively not doing it or everything is insane. <laughs> like, they, they, I, it, honestly, at this point, they better definitively not be doing it. They just – they better. Um, Is Brandon Linton here? Yep. I oh, thought he, he's we alive. Were, we were very <laughs> nervous that this might have been the one, pal. We were very <laughs> nervous that this this might have been the big one. Um, so we're relieved. We really are relieved that that wasn't the case. When we didn't now, for what it's worth, we still just went ahead and did the show. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's the best we, part. Yeah. yeah. But we did talk about how nervous we were that it might have been the one. Like we did mention that. Um, we're, you know, so here's what you've missed. What you've missed is we're trying, you know, I, we'd had a whole discussion about the fact that they did the literal bare minimum to handle the briefcase on Sunday, the literal barest minimum of addressing the fact that they weren't going to do a cash in and that they needed to try to tell a story and it wasn't there. Then we tried to figure out what the point is of where they're going with Sami Zayn. And, and I'd say we're torn, but I'm not committed to like, I, there is, to me, no path forward for Sami Zayn as a top face at the moment. Like, it's just not there unless you're bagging the L.A. Knight idea and replacing L.A. Knight with Sami Zayn, which I'm not personally opposed to. But I'd be surprised if that was the direction they were going. And then we're trying to figure out why it is that they're so hellbent on keeping the belt on Seth. Not that Drew needed to win it specifically, but it's there's just nothing there. There's no story to tell right now with Seth. And as Aaron and I were just discussing, the only story that there would be to tell with Seth is a Cody story, and they damn well aren't doing that. So what right. is the point? So but, well, that, what you said about replacing Sammy with L.A. Knight, so, you know. Or the, the other way it, around, replacing L.A. Knight with Sammy. Right, right. That's exactly where my head started to go, you know, after the past couple of things where they, it seemed like they're trying to paint Sami Zayn as like this rebel leader or whatever. But then I was like, are they just doing this for war games? I, <laughs> so that he was like the heart of the team or whatever. Um, they're essentially I, making Sammy Mr. War Games moving forward. Like it, this it's is te- it's team Sammy. Yeah. And, and it's reminding everybody that he was the star of war games a year ago. Right. It's, it's trying to make it right. Yeah, tune in every year for war games because it's the Sami Zayn show, and you know, but he's, but he's I, so determined to take out the judgment, he's going to do something crazy at war games, and he'll do it, it. And then next year, yeah. what's he going to do crazy? But it did cross my mind because, like, we did have a significant, you know, in theory, a significant shift in the leader of creative over the past six months, right? So if we know for sure, you know, that that is a permanent shift it could have shifted the big picture of, you know, what the ultimate goal is for some of these people. And I could see a world in which someone decided Sami Zayn gets his moment at WrestleMania this year. Um, And if that's the case, like I could totally see, you know, we've talked about this many times now that you've got the other belt, like that's the one that you can do that kind of thing with. Um, but, but you I, can't. I, but you can't do it twice. 
Like that's the you can only do it for one or the other. You got to pick one. And I again, wait, if we're wait, having wait, you got to pick LA Knight? LA Knight or Sami no, Zayn. No, right, right. No, and that's exactly what I was thinking because I was like, well, if you pick Sami Zayn, then LA Knight would be doing you know one of the other things we've talked about, right? Which would be either Gunther or Logan Paul, but I think Logan Paul, I, I I think they telegraphed the Logan Paul, Kevin Owens thing from like a year out or whatever. Like, I think that that's sort of what that's going to be. So I do think it's an issue. Like, I think that, you know, we'd have to see how they come out of what they just did with LA night for the next couple of weeks for me to feel what, like if he's just like the captain of team SmackDown, at Survivor Series, because like it is interesting to me that they decided to. Well, okay, for now, I know that we think there's probably going to be another person on each team, but for now, that's a raw match. <laughs> like, like if they don't change anything. Oh, I, I'm more convinced now that there are somehow like two different matches. I, I know I I still think there are, but I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm I, well, but the, the question is, why did you inject the bloodline into the correct. judgment oh, day I, if you I, weren't I, going correct. to put them together? I, I think it's nuts. I agree with that. I think it I think it reeks of just not knowing what you're doing. And this is what happens when you don't have a champion and or someone else. Like, like I said, when they shifted, when they shifted creative, they decided that's not the way they're, you know. But they were they, doing it two weeks ago. Like, this isn't something that stopped two months ago. Well, I'm. Well, right. and the other, I guess the other problem would be if Roman Reigns is not part of Survivor Series, then how are you doing a second match? Like, who are you putting with Solo and Jimmy in order to create a second match? You're not, at least not a feud-based one. So well, that would be like the random people from SmackDown versus the random people from Raw kind of thing. And but I think why would the an... Bloodline be part of that? That doesn't. That's the part that doesn't matter. If the Bloodline is in a no. War Games match, it has to be with. Like no, that makes no sense. But but also you could theorize that you add you could add at least one person to these teams because they've talked, you know, you've Kevin Owens sitting there. You've got, you know, Jimmy sitting there or L.A. Knight and L.A. Knight. I mean, you could L.A. Knight. Right. So like in theory, like, I don't know, does this turn into a six on six like that would actually. Because we've got four currently, right? Yes, correct. I mean, you could do that. I mean, when I but when it, I, but then you also introduce this bizarre um, Raw versus SmackDown thing with the general managers that didn't exist at all. So now those guys that created a feud between them are just cool with you guys going over and yeah. competing with the like. Th- this is what right. Makes so that's well, that's the biggest issue with what they injected there. But like they were telling the story of like those other guys being involved in this. I agree, but there's why this is so bizarre to me. Like, it felt like on Monday, that was their way of saying, this is going to be the match. And whatever they're doing on SmackDown, they can do whatever they want on SmackDown, but we're having this match at War Games. This is the match we're doing. And, again, it kind of worked for me, because I was doing the math with Roman Reigns, forgetting that you guys said that Roman Reigns isn't going to be at at War Games. So, if Roman Reigns isn't there, and it's only two more, then yeah, six on six... Once you get to seven on seven, this is absurd, right? Like I, I is, think six on six is even pushing it. I agree with you. I am not in favor of six on six. Like I, I, mean, I think even it's, I mean, it's definitely pushing. 
I think yeah. it's too much. I think it's too much, but it's definitely the cutoff of where you could go. But at some point, it's 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 the absurdity of it. Like it's already absurd that we're doing Super Friends. It goes back to what is the point of the Bloodline and the Judgment Day? Is that a thing? Is it not a thing? Is there something you can do on the other show? Is is there not going to be a second War Games match? To be is there just going to be? Are they going to try to do a women's War Games match somehow? And I have no idea. Um, how they're going to do that. I, I mean, it would obviously involve the, um, oh God, uh, I can't even think of what they're called. Damage, damage control. control. Jesus, right? And like, it would obviously involve damage control and presumably Kyrie in yeah. order to make that work. And maybe the more I say it, that's the obvious thing to do. And that's how you get your second War Games match. That's and how you, you get your have... second War Games match. And that's how you further the divide between, you know, Kyrie and Bailey and you yep. know, the battle over uh, EO's soul. And that, frankly, that means that Solo and Jimmy just aren't involved in a, in a War Games match. And considering the bloodline isn't a thing right now, I don't know why that's a problem. There is no bloodline. There is no story. Why do you feel the need to force this story upon the Judgment Day? So, as I think about that more, I'm I'm good with it. And to your point, it might be nothing more than let's have Super Sami Zayn for War Games and... You know, because we'll never give Sami Zayn anything that's real, we'll just try to make it so that War Games, he'll be to War Games what Kofi Kingston is to the Royal Rumble. Could be. It could be that. I mean, like, but it did, but, but, you know, go to just going back, like, it it did cross my, what you said did cross my mind of like, oh, are they, are they telling us that he's the one that's actually getting this moment at WrestleMania? Like it had crossed my mind. Okay. Let's all have the conversation just for the fun of it. Because again, there was nothing that happened on programming that matters. Um, (laughs) I, I I would tell you that if somebody walked in and said, and I, you guys know how I felt about this all along. I love LA night, but the LA night thing, there was no build to it. It just kind of randomly happened one day. And Given his age, he, he just came out and said, "I want to fight for the belt now, or whatever." But yeah. he's talking about going. He's talking about the rise of LA Knight. Yeah, oh, it just oh, there, yeah. Was, there was no push. There was no LA Knight. He's kind of cool about it, by the way. I don't disagree that it's. And again, you know how I feel about LA Knight. I love LA Knight. I think he's amazing. So it doesn't bother me that this has happened. From a professional wrestling storytelling standpoint. Which of these two people is more deserving of having a WrestleMania moment? Sami Zayn. And it ain't close. <laughs> right. Like, it's it's not like one's a, a seven and the other is a six. It's one's a, a ten and the other is a two. Like, and it, from a well, professional the, the, wrestling... It's not a two, but... It's not a two, I, but it's... I, how I is know... it from... Shut, not from a fan, from... Take away everything else. Merely from professional wrestling. Just from the story that's been told on television, but on you, you programming, can't do, you can't just do that though. Like part of the part of the story that's being but that's told the, is that's the context well, I, I gave I, you. I think I gave the you point. The... the point is, if you took one person and said, which one? Who do you most want to have a WrestleMania no, moment in the entire company? You're, no, you're not hearing me. That's not what he said. Yes, I'm saying merely from professional if all you did was watch the television programming that's it if you had nothing to do if you just watched the television and, and you programming, were like dumb and thought it was real and didn't for the for the last for the else. last five years one of them is a 10 one of them is a two that's that's what it means. Now, I understand there's more to the story, and I understand that they have to measure the the movement and the sales and all of that. But if all you did was watch those things, it ain't 
close. It's there's no comparison between L.A. Knight and Sami Zayn. Where the comparison comes in is the phenomenon, and that's and frankly the mic skills, the talent of L.A. Knight. That I'm not saying that that closes the gap, but it certainly makes it much closer. From storytelling, there's there's no comparison. They're on different stratospheres as far as what they'd be deserving of. What what's, what you just said though is you could use it as as a check mark in the box of L.A. Knight, and that this is a phenomenon. We have no idea how long this phenomenon is going to sure. last. Do you run with it just because this is the time? Because you're probably not going to get another. Well, okay, but I would say two, there's twofold. Either there. that, first, or you just decide he's bulletproof. I Which mean, or, I don't think is like no bulletproof. Or you've decided that there is a limit to where this can go and you've you've already kind of maxing out on it. Right. Like that at some point, L.A. Knight ain't lasting you for 10 years. So what is the most that you're getting out of it? And what is the actual difference if he wins the championship at WrestleMania this year or not on what it is on the max that you're getting out of L.A. Knight? This is not sacrificing someone who might be a 10 year superstar. This is sacrificing a this isn't even comparable to sacrificing a cody rhodes moment or anything else that you've sacrificed over the last couple years at the the name of roman reigns this is merely sacrificing what would be sensical in favor of something else that frankly is also very cool and from a worker standpoint much better than la Knight's. Look, I, you know, you're talking to Mr. Sami Zayn here. I have no problem with it. I just do wonder. So so we keep going back to the age. We keep going back to the long time. And we keep going back to that's a reason to possibly hold back on. And I kind of, I keep thinking about if we've had a real comparison to this. And the closest one, and it's not apples to apples. But the closest one I can think of is the DDP phenomenon. A guy who was well older uh, than most around him, the guy who just caught fire with the fans, not even necessarily, again, because of storyline reason, but because of a, a great entrance, because of charisma, because of a cool finisher. And a cool w- thing that you can yell. Yeah, exactly. Like, and WCW decided really not to run. Like, yes, in 99, 2000, when it was, you know, well past the peak of his prime, they, you know, gave him the title, but never really pulled the trigger when it seemed like he was at his hottest. And, you know, it's something that I've always wondered about that the, the WCW, if they had pulled the trigger, if, you know, not even Hogan, if he was, if DDP was the one to beat Goldberg in that great Halloween Havoc match, what would have, not necessarily changed for the company, but what would have changed for how we view kind of the whole DDP cycle? And that's what I kind of keep coming back to for LA Knights. I, I'm just, fascinated by if you don't like yes i'd much rather if, if you're telling me i get one sammy Zayn or la night it's sammy Zayn. at the same time the idea of a phenomenon and passing up on a phenomenon is i don't know i don't particularly love that either i it's not that i don't hear you i do hear you i would come back to i don't know what the high end of this is I just I, I really struggle with it. Look, man, maybe maybe you capitalize and you run with it and he's a top star for three to four years. Right. Like and that's a hell of a run in pro wrestling. It really is a, a guy who's at the top for three to four years is remarkable. I mean, I think we think very highly of 
if you want to make a comparison even to AJ Styles um title run in the WWE, that was a that was a hell of a title run, right? Like it it wasn't a phenomenon, but it was a hell of a run. I I just don't know if you measured the two of them against each other though that I'd say that if somebody made me choose and said we can do one of these two things I I I I guess the question is I I don't think you can do LA Knight later. LA Knight has to be now or never. Can you do Sammy later? And that's where the 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 equation becomes interesting to me because you're right if it's one or the other it's Sammy every time. But but if what I if think Sam, I can do Sammy what, later. If, what if they know Sammy's retiring or something? You know what well, I mean? Like, but I mean, now we're just throwing in hypotheticals here. Like, let me but, go, let me go back for a second though, because I, I do think the again, because all we thought about is LA Knight. Are we dismissing the fact that like this is the time to capitalize on Sammy? And while it did go cold for a few months, the truth is that if what what was the conversation we were having literally just in February? Like that Sami Zayn could ruin WrestleMania and that the truth is this is actually the time that you should have been capitalizing on Sami. And the fact that they could somehow turn this all right back around and go back to Sami is really remarkable storytelling on a level that WWE is totally unwilling to do typically. Remember, they just got rid of the best story that they had told maybe in the history of the company. Like they just punted it. They just said they had they had first and goal from their own or from the opponent's one yard line. I was gonna say from their own one. That'd be impressive. The opponent's one yard line and said, What if we punted? I mean it's they just did that. This is the type of storytelling they never do. So in a in a weird way, is it more of a phenomenon? For it to suddenly come back to Sammy to remind everybody, hey, a year ago we were in burn down the building territory with this guy to remind everyone that now is the moment for Sammy. Yeah, I mean, like, I do think I do think there's something to be said about the fact that they made a point to remind you of that. You know what I mean? Like if they weren't going to at least do something like if like. How do I word this? If they weren't going to at least play with your emotions to want that, I don't know why they'd go down the path they started to go down with having him cut the promos about now it's my time to focus on getting a world title or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, to me, there has to be some kind of like, okay, they want you to want that at least for some reason so that they can either take, pull the rug out from under you to get him to want something else or to get it, right? Like, I don't think that you have gotten out of the woods with that just to throw yourself back in for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, there's some reason why, like, I thought there was a very definitive shift in, and by the way, we could talk about Kevin Owens the same way, like, there was a very definitive shift in like we are treating this person a certain way as a solo person on this show. We separated these guys on purpose to do that. I mean, they're treating Kevin Owens a certain way as well on SmackDown, like 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 a very important uh, character for some reason. You know what I mean? And there's a reason for that. This isn't for no reason, I don't think. So like, 
I do think it's interesting that they made a point to have him cutting these these promos that get the crowd all riled up about him and and he's mentioned world title twice now. So I I I struggle with why you do that if that's not part of this path somehow. You know what I mean? Even if right. it's even if it's so that somebody can screw it up so that he has to that's a blood feud with him and whoever the person is. Like, I don't know if that's the answer, but like, I struggle with why you have him specifically come back to the thing that you, you know, we've talked, we talked months ago about like them making sure they didn't have him say things like that. Right. So that you didn't want it anymore. Um, So I, I, I don't know. I do think it's interesting that they specifically have him saying now's my time and cutting these like man of the people rebel rousing promos. Like it is interesting to me and it did make me think that maybe they're looking at him, but, but again, like it could be just a short term thing of like, he's the, like, like we just said, he's the leader of the war games. Right. right. Sammy, Sammy war games. I'll go back to something, Aaron. I would almost, I would almost be inclined to say that if you, if you wanted to do both of them at some point, that I would almost rather it be Sammy first and then L.A. Knight, mostly because I do think that from a wrestling standpoint, and I, I would say it's the opposite. You don't have him beat Gunther because I do think that that takes something. It takes a little air out of the balloon, right? Like that's such a big moment at that point that. I don't know that now, I mean, you can't, now he's got to walk around with that belt and he's got to lose that belt at some point. Right. So if you were going to do both, I would almost say do Sammy, let go ahead and let Damian Priest cash in on him and then go ahead and let LA Knight have that moment at SummerSlam. Um, once you've moved on, but and it goes, could, and, and LA Knight could do something else, you know, like you could, well, I do, think that LA Knight could face Gunther at WrestleMania and right. look like he's about to beat him and lo- and then have to go through some sort of, you know, uh, a hard times concept. But I, I would say it still comes back to the thing. And this is the other part that Aaron and I got to discuss before you're with us, Brandon, which is, I don't know how the TV rights factor in all this. And it's a lot of people that aren't in the ascended, upper echelon of comfortable champions that they want to present to networks that we're putting into a lot of big spots next year, at least three of them with Sammy LA Knight and Damian priest all being factors. And I'm not getting me to believe that all three of them are going to have major moments next year with the belt is, is beyond what we're used to with WWE in this era. So I, I would love for it to be the case that they have a vision for all three of them, but I am reluctant to believe that they actually have such a vision and that ultimately none of them end up being champion. And this is all just a story of Seth Rollins and Randy Orton for the next uh, 13 <laughs> months, because that's the way these things tend Sounds to work. Right. All right. What else? Wow, did we, we, wanna... we went a lot on that. Well, I actually think it's the most it like I, I had no thought of talking about it, but I think it becomes the most compelling it, it, as far as a week ago, we were certain of of what the two major storylines were going towards WrestleMania that you have that we have painted a picture where there's a little bit of a little less clarity of what we think that is. 
Uh, that is and now it's going to be Damian Priest, Randy Orton. A hundred percent. Actually, it won't even be Damian Priest, Randy Orton again. It will be Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. That yeah, will no be point. good point. That yeah. will be the other match. Anything else WWE wise that we need to discuss this week? Um, I mean, I, I Logan Paul won the belt. Great. So that that happens. I I think I I would have preferred Kyrie's return not there. Nope. We talked about that last week. I thought that was a horrible idea. Like no one in the crowd realized who she was. Not at all. You, you, like you, if you got that in a full arena, so you know somewhere. It's it's not just that, and I hate saying it this way. It's not just the crowd didn't know who she was. It's that because she has to dress a certain way. Yeah. She doesn't look right when she comes out. Right. Like it's you're not seeing Kyrie's saying. You're seeing this other package of a person correct (laughs) and i and i know that shouldn't matter but we're dumb as pro wrestling it matters we want to see the package we want to see the character and you can't do that at at crown jewel so i I thought it was a horrible decision to bring her out there yeah it, it, it was a mistake there were so many, God, if you, I mean, obviously you want her to be part of Survivor Series that so you couldn't wait, but could you imagine if she came out in Chicago? Like, that crowd would have gone nuts. Yeah, I mean, that crowd would have gone bonkers. I agree that it's not, I, I like, I guess if you said we have a mystery fourth, but then then if you do it that way, yeah, No, I mean, but I, I, I just, I, I'm thinking about, like, a, a big city, a big wrestling right. crowd like that. Well, I mean, they're, they're in D.C. next week, right? Like, mm. they could have, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a great place. You're right. Where else? I don't even know where else they are. Yeah, I don't know where they are over the next few weeks. So So I don't know where there's a good option. But it it is a fine line, though, between you want a big moment, but also if she's tagging with them, you don't want them to be faces like, you know, it's there's a fine line there between those two things. So you have to walk that a little bit. But I agree. I, I didn't think they got anything out of. That doing that at Crown Jewel. I thought it was a bad idea from the get-go. Is it at all weird that we're this deep in and we still haven't gotten anything uh, with Jade yet? No. I, I, I think they, like, from the beginning, I thought her debut, her first in-ring appearance being the Rumble made all the sense in the world. That's why I was surprised they pushed so hard initially. Um, I think we get her before the Rumble. I think it would be weird at this point if we don't, but... Yeah. I'm not not 100% convinced, and again, this would be batshit crazy to a degree, but I also could see them doing something weird. I'm not 100% convinced you don't get her on NXT for a minute just because of the way that whole thing is being presented. Did you see the the insane description of who's going to be in this Iron Survivor thing with no. they, they ran that promo that was like wwe hall of famers are gonna pick who's in the matches and there was a line there that was like it could be who you think it could be you know someone you're not even thinking about or wh- however the way they said that like it was like it could be people that are on tv every week it could be someone completely random or so whatever, whatever yeah. that line was and i thought to myself like wait why did they say that like, that was a weird thing, and it, it did feel like a very forced, like, Johnny the Explainer kind of promo, like, it was entirely too long, like, word salad of, like, how to describe, like, who these people are that are going to get picked, because they tried to start showing the people, like, oh, it could be, you know, 
blah, blah, blah. And they start showing all the, the typical people. Like you see like, Bra- you know, Braun Breaker and all these people in the commercial. And then they started showing people, you know, for a fact are not in this match, like really obscure people. And then they threw in that line. So I don't know if they think that they could throw her in that and have her run through it and do something. And I, like, I, I think we've all, we've all talked, mistake. hold on. I, we've all talked about that being a mistake, right? But like they have had her on that show. I they- I understand that. I here's the here's the real reason. To me, the mistake isn't the idea of her being on NXT. The mistake is she would have to lose at some point. I, Either that or she just you know. You can't, do, I, but you then can't you're do something you, you, to have her walk you can't through. Put and, her yeah. in this match and not have her win it. You have to get you have to if you put her in a qualifying match, she has to win that. If she wins the qualifying match, she has to be in this match. You can't have her lose that. You can't have her lose. Right. So she can't be in this. Like unless she wins and and just walks into the main roster like yeah. It, it, I don't think that she walks did. away from her title. She, she just says, I don't want it. I mean, like Oscar did. You know? But you Oscar know? did that after but a I, year. Right. And I, Asuka, I understand that. Oscar did it after she got hurt and they made it very clear. She was only doing it because she got hurt. Right. Like I, you can't do this. You can't put her on that show because it requires either you to do the jankiest of janky things in order to try to justify it. Or she has to lose. And neither one of those that, it's bad all around, and it's unnecessary to the point they do stupid things all the time, so they can always do something stupid. But it would be insane to put her on NXT at this point. In in that, if if they wanted to have her, and this is where I would push back a little bit on the idea that she doesn't debut for a while, and why I do think it's weird. As much as we know, and as much as we can say she has the look, there still are a lot of people that have never seen Jay Cargill. Like that, those people exist, and it would be good to remind them of who she is by having her be a destroyer a little bit for a little while. Um, I do I think mean, the we fact that they've that. had her lording over NXT twice has made me nervous. Um, she's lorded over every show, though. She's done raw. Yeah, twice. but she, she's done they had her twice. pointing at her watch after the title match, you know, and then they had her standing, sitting up at the throne watching. Could she be in war games? Ma- could she go against damage control? Yeah. Um, yeah, she could do that. And and I would have no issue with that. None. I, I think she should be doing something. I think she should be showing you. And by the way, if that was on NXT and had nothing to do with the title and was just her, you know, identify someone that they think they could tell a good story with. And at the moment, I'm not exactly sure who that would be. I have to think that through a little bit. Um, but they maybe it's Natalia on NXT, right? Like, I have no problem with her doing something on NXT. They just it can't be this like they can't pigeonhole themselves into a storytelling or like win loss problem. Agreed. I'm just trying to figure out if it's not, you know, what does she do beforehand if it's not simply, you know, show up at the Rumble? I mean, she could just show up and beat Natalia, beat a few people. That's what I, I would. I think that we we just have to remember there are people that don't know why we all think it's a big deal that Jay Cargill's there. Like those people exist. I think They're there's not, more the more of those people than we probably think. You know, I think there's way more of them than we think, and. 
they, they probably think I think they're right, by the way. They probably think because of what she looks like that that can and, just be superseded. They are right. <laughs> and they're right to, about that. To an extent, yeah. they're right about that. I would say I don't think she needs to be on TV every week. I don't think she needs to be doing some squash match every week between now and then. But to do something that feels real but yet isn't – that's why Natalia is the obvious choice, right? Like Natalia yeah. is – is th- this is the way that you should be should have been using the big show in late years, right? Like this is – she should exist for this moment because it feels it, it, like And it something. does feel like they're building her up a little bit to do something, right? Like, a little bit. I mean little, a little bit. I don't want to overstate they, they that. They showed that promo on Raw yeah, for yeah. – yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. they had her win matches too. Yeah. Like and that was kind of out of nowhere. So that do that, do yeah. that. Like have, even if you do it twice, even if you do it one where, you know, she she blitzes her and you let Natalia get a little offense in, whatever it is, do something like that. Just remind everybody of what a force Jade Cargill is that hasn't actually seen her before. So it's not only based on her physical appearance ahead of. You know, obviously what we all want them to be doing going towards WrestleMania. All right. Uh, I don't I really don't want to do a very long show tonight. So can we anything else even well, on NXT? I, well, I just want well, before we get to NXT, I just wanted to say, like, you know, Crown Jewel was sort of what we thought. Right. It was like a house. show. Yeah, we, we said that. Yeah, we said that at the beginning kind of thing. But I did think there was a couple things that uh, I think, you know, we had already sort of talked about Sami Zayn. But like the fact that they gave him that nice, strong, like like almost enhancement kind of match I thought was great Um, with, with JD McDonough. I thought it was a, a nice solid, like this is same. And I did think it was interesting that they did um a shift in his finisher, which I thought was a little subtle, but like a clear change where he's now doing the kick into the blue thunder bomb for the pin. Like, I don't know if I've seen that before. Um, so that was cool. And then the other thing I would say is like, I think that this, do we, did you talk about Drew at all? Um, a little, little bit, bit on the side. Yeah. Like, I, I, I still think that character change is coming and it was weird to me that they used this match as like a, like a storytelling point instead of a, <laughs> a real match kind of thing. But, um, that and, um, and John Cena getting squashed, I definitely didn't see coming. I mean, I, um, I thought he'd lose, but I didn't really see that kind of loss coming. I, 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 I we talked about the John Cena. I don't know. I don't, I dev, I really don't know what to make of that. Like, does that mean anything for Solo? Like, do you think that's maybe that's but, trying to make a statement that Solo is, they're really going to elevate like, him? Hopefully, I, I, I would be a little more concerned that. WrestleMania scene is getting his win back. That's exactly what I was thinking, that it's the exact opposite of it, which is the story is that they're revisiting it at at WrestleMania. And that that the the Cena needs a win story is the actual story they care about. And they just they're going to come back to it at that point. But we there's just so who knows now because of the strike being over, like who knows what that means for John Cena's availability moving forward. Right. All right. Um, Um, NXT, I would just say, um, I think it's we, we got to Whatever you're about to say, the answer is it's but awkward. It is the <laughs> yes. weirdest. It, it is 
exactly what Aaron and I were talking about last week, except more uncomfortable than that. They don't, they have no way of telling the story that they want to tell. They're trying to have it both ways, right? Yep. Yep. Like, like, like to me, like what they did Tuesday would suggest that Carmelo did attack him. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Like I mean, the, like, well, he, he like had that, that grit, that, that, that evil more, grin at the, when he was hugging. Yeah, him, like so. the Lexus King thing was more of a distraction from God. What, that stinks. Why oh my is he involved? God, is it? Well, that's somehow. Said, last week I said that. I said he's going to get included. It's even in, worse than the fit. Like some things are bad in theory and just as bad in practicality. This was horrendous in theory and somehow even worse in practicality. Like there was no point to it and and less of a point when it happened. Like you came away from it saying this was awful for everyone. Like this benefited nothing at all. I it's not good for Lexus King either. It stinks to high heaven. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not much else you could say about it. All right. <laughs> I, I, I but I did like um I I I did like uh like I I I think there's some other progress having the show, but we don't have to talk about that. But what? what I, I, mean? I, what? Well, I mean, I I like the idea of like Dijak being taken seriously and been putting this match and stuff. So, I, I I definitely we, thought we've only been begging for that for three right, years. Yeah. Exactly. Like I definitely saw a world in which they would just put Tyler Bate in the match, considering how the show's been booked for the past few months. But I I, I was I was kindly surprised that Dijak was put over there and put into this match because we know that he'll be awesome in in a match like this. Um, and I also uh, was happy that they sort of extinguished this Von Wagner thing without hurting Braun too much. Like, I, I, I was afraid they were going to feel like they needed to put Von Wagner over in that. And I'm glad they didn't do that because I think that's insane. Um, I, I I I see a lot of improvement in Braun Breaker, and I actually really like what this little heel run has done for him. Um, so I continue to see that, like what we need to see there. And other than that, I'm, you know, I, and I like the way they're weaving the Zia Lee thing through Raw and um, and NXT. I think that's a nice little okay. thing. I right. I don't know if they'll anything will come of it, but yeah. I thought that I thought that was a cool little bit of business of like. They have her sort of feuding with Becky and with uh, Lyra. I did like how Adam Pierce, for the first time ever, said, "No, you can't get in a match." Yeah. Like that's never <laughs> happened in wrestling history before. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. Well, also, how stupid is it that um, they could they have William Regal and they can't use him to do the War Games thing because of what? what is he still under moratorium of appearing on TV or I whatever? Think so yeah. All right. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't come off the same coming from Adam Pierce. Not quite. He did his right. best though. Let's let's uh, quickly let's talk about AEW. Um, a couple of things that I would say. One, I, it's it's a shame that I keep saying this. I I wish that I I could only talk about how great the MJF Garcia match was because it was it was another <laughs> but banger of a match. But but the, it's so clunky. And the uh, all of the other stuff is just uh, 
to and the one for me this week was Wardlow. Like what in the ever? Well, wait, hold on. First, we have to address the the biggest problem with trying to enjoy the MJF Garcia match. That was for what? That was for the title, yes. That which he didn't have. Correct. Yeah. Have you correct. ever seen that before? Well, I mean. Come on, man. I've, I've been through that a million times, but it's it's the clunk. It's, it's dumber that you're doing like the per, okay. We talked about matches with foregone conclusions, right? But it's even dumber when the person doesn't even have the belt, and you know for like like I I know we're all saying Daniel Garcia is not winning the title, right? I get it, but he's definitely not winning. The title. Well, you know well, I mean? well, but I add to it. It's just all of this is all of this is dumb. This is the belt thing has been dumb from the get go. It's burnt out and it's worse because you've just kept this thing that they thought was good of everybody versus MJF. Re, that had nothing to do with anything that we had wanted. At no point did anyone want to see that. It is not working. It, it is giving us headaches and to keep the shell game moving, and I, it's now hurting other people. Like, I am less interested in Wardlow because of his promo this week. Because I'm just like, dude, shut. What are we doing? <laughs> God. I, I'm, it, it's it's kind of sad because I actually do think that they made Daniel Garcia look really important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they really for, did. For a minute, and then it's just yeah. gone. Right. It's just... You can't remember what happened because you're dizzied by all of right. it. Because even, it's the, just... even the setup for that was like pretty good. You know what I mean? Like I thought that the like the, the way they got into all of it was good. The match was good. But then you immediately have to do all this other shit as soon as the. As, and by the way, this has been an issue with them in general. Big picture. The second that you hit the three count. On some of these things, you have to immediately go to something else because you've trying to shove so much shit into these shows. Right, Right. correct. It's it's dizzying, man. And this was the first time that, like, it really – I'm actually angry at Wardlow. Like, I'm angry at him. I don't – I want – get him out of my face, and I shouldn't feel that way about that. That should be a guy – whose rise I'm rooting for. But by having him cut an MJF promo, I'm just like, oh, get the hell out of <laughs> here, man. I don't like Wardlow now. Why, why would you do that? Why would you make that happen? It's such an well, Are you supposed error. to like Wardlow? I don't know, but I shouldn't. I, I, it definitely I mean, if, wasn't. If this, is, if this is all the heels coming after MJF, then. But it Ward- hasn't necessarily been all the heels. It's been everybody. Everybody they versus randomly MJF. Turn, they, they had him cut a heel promo. I was going like to we, say, this isn't the first time. We talked about how they randomly were like, oh, well, I guess we have to make him a heel because MJF is a face right now. Like, it was kind of out of nowhere. Um, I, I do think, like, to an extent, they don't want you to like him right now because they, you know, they're leaning into the MJF stuff as a face. But it's still clunky. Like, it doesn't matter whether... It makes you like him less, and that's like them working your whatever. Like it still doesn't work because you've also got the Samoa Joe thing where he's like vacating a title and to come after you. At, at least they're acknowledging that that title doesn't matter. But that that's <laughs> but you know how embarrassing is that? Yeah, that they a lot. have to 
they have to admit the thing that we've been talking about, which is these are props. And and you're you try to create them as a thing and now you're forced to acknowledge it. It sucks. Oh, it sucks so much. Dude, tell a story. Pick one. Yeah. Tell a story. A professional they, they got so they got so tired of hearing about stories. They're like, all right, we'll give you stories. We'll give you all of them in one. Yeah, here's a, but, here's but a bunch of nonsense. Of There's no, none of them is... are stories. They're all just thrown together. There's not a story. No, you know what it is? It's, it's like your cartoons. You have like four different stories in one episode. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know, man. None of them are actual stories, though. Like, tell me what you want to see come to fruition from any of this. I can't even remember. I got to the end of the night. I'm like, what is Hangman Page doing? I have already forgotten. <laughs> At the end I, of the show, because I'm so dizzy from all of it. I, I, I do think, and I don't, I don't want to overstate this, but I do think this week I had an epiphany. Between, between this week and last week, I did have an epiphany of, you know, how we've always, I've, I've always kind of used it as a dig to say, who is the guy that AEW signed away from WWE or like signed after they were released from WWE or whatever, that is actually in a better place significantly than they were in WWE. And I think I do have the answer to that question. I think, and again, I don't want to overstate it because he's still just kind of doing stuff, but I think they have made swerve feel very important. Um, And and I I think that they are featuring him in a way that WWE didn't and maybe wouldn't have. Um, and and I did feel like this week that he's now feeling without me trying to think through it that like an important character on the show. Yeah, we we talked about this like six or nine months ago. We were having a conversation of like who's a guy who they signed who could be. He's the, the only guy. one I can think. Yeah, of, no, and, and it's not even who signed. <laughs> that's that's we were, not a we good were saying thing, that there's. But... Yeah, we, we were saying that one. they signed a lot of guys or they had a lot of guys whose ceiling seemed like upper mid card. And we were kind of going through the list and we included Swerve on that list. Swerve might be a star. No, I, if, I really think you could go with him as a world champion at this point. Maybe not tomorrow, but I think that they're like in the lane of like he feels like that level of a person on their show. Um, So, I, you know, to their credit, like. The hangman page thing has been like a little weird, but it has served that purpose. Like, I feel like this is the moment where it made Swerve feel like he could play in that playground. Um, I think they need to shed some of the other extra shit around him to help with that. Except for Nana. Never shed Nana. I mean, he that's fine. He, but the other 400 people, I don't that, think that's we fine. Need. Keep Nana. Yeah. Graham. I'm I am I hear a lot as, of sighing, so let I'm me know. just not as convinced as you guys are about this. I I'm convinced that right now he's a functional part of a wrestling show and I'm happy because I like Swerve. I think I think we forgot that there were moments where Swerve was a really big deal with WWE. Like I think that we've kind of conveniently with with NXT. Certainly with NXT. Um yeah. I I don't I I I've helped me with the WWE part because I'm not sure if I see when he was super. I mean, I know that Hit Row had their moments of like, I mean, but I don't know there, if they he was ha- there for like four weeks. 
Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if he ever got to kick it into the gear. I think we all believed it could have been. But I think in NXT, he clearly was very I mean, he was he was an A star in NXT for sure. uh, He was a thousand percent an A star. And for sure. In NXT, though. But but I I, I didn't see a lot of people that were A stars in NXT that weren't in WWE. I while I agree with that, I have no idea what he was going to be in on the main roster because he, he never. Wa- but my but my point is he wasn't right. Like, but to Aaron's point, like it after a cup of coffee, like I, I know, no, I it's know. It's hard that. for me but to they, judge this. Like this I don't. Is, but this know is the clear that they didn't view him as a star because a, they wouldn't correct. have let him go. <laughs> this is the conversation I, we were trying to have when it was mostly centered around Keith Lee. When, when like everybody was saying, oh, they're gonna make you know they're gonna. They're going to make it right with Keith Lee at the AEW. Well, WWE, these idiots, what they couldn't figure out Keith Lee. Well, neither can AEW, right? But we had at one point had a conversation. Well, who is the person that is benefiting, that is a be, has a better place on this show than they did? Like, who is thriving in, who is thriving in AEW that didn't in WWE, that didn't get the shot, that didn't get, like and, – and, the the part of the conversation that was mostly prevalent, the reason we had the conversation was because there wasn't an answer. There wasn't a person. I, I And I, I feel like this is the closest thing to an answer that I have at this point. I, I would say let let me see if Tony there's Storm a next step is the other I was gonna say Tony well, Storm. But, you but, have we, to but we said Tony Storm. I mean like yeah. I'm talking like like male performer. Um but Tony Storm is the other answer to that question at this moment. But there was a minute where we we wanted to say Tony Storm, but they did the weird fake belt thing with her. Um, now that's sort of gone the other way, where they've they've probably, treated her like a star, but yet yeah. they haven't they haven't shown they, there has been nothing. I feel like I we mean, might come on, be she already, getting she already to already it. She already has a stalker, and she has a great yeah, stalker. Right. She does <laughs> have a great stalker, and we might be getting to it, right? Like we, she might be winning the title here next week. Maybe I I, I, Maybe. I think I think it's more likely than not. Um, I mean, is, is there mm. what reason do they have to keep the belt on Sheeta for? I, I think it's le- I think it's less keeping it on Sheeta and more is there a story to tell without the belt for Tony Storm right now? I I, I don't know about all. Here's what I would come back to. I just don't know that I'm as convinced that this is a star turn as much as as much as he is a functional part. But I come back to it's not a good thing that at the end of the night I didn't. I don't even remember. Yeah. It didn't stand out to me. It was part of it is the it's the mess, right? Like when you make a mess, it's hard for me to have anything in particular stand out. Like Tony Storm still stands out because what she's doing is so different than everybody else that like how does it not stand out? But nothing is standing out to me to make me say this is a star. Even when programming was clunky, MJF stood out. You knew like everything about it was that superstar of superstars. This to me isn't that this is more. It's cool. He's been a functional part of the programming. I like that. Well, I think what's helped. I think what's helped for me, though, is like he's literally they're pounding the pavement with him. Like he's on all of the shows like he 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 wrestles on collision. He wrestles on dynamite. And so to me, I do remember it because even though I might not say, oh, exactly what he promo he cut, you know, I remember exactly the path or whatever. I remember him doing banger matches every show. And it is standing out to me from that perspective of like, oh, this guy is somebody that they're featuring prominently. 
um, because I think that's a defined shift from maybe a few weeks before that, where he was on every other show or cutting a promo here, or part of a group of 15 people or whatever. It does feel to me like, like I said, I didn't want to overstate it. I just think that's that's a change I've felt is that like he's been on both shows. He's been in like feature matches in both shows where they want to show you what he can do in the ring. And it does that part stands out to me as far as like, can I remember what promo he cut on whoever? Of course not, because that's not what's standing out at the moment. It's just that, look, here's this guy that we think can be what 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 what's the way you put it a functional part of a wrestling yeah. like but but again that's what the bar is at this point unfortunately no i hear you and i look i hope i i love swerve so i hope that they are headed in that direction i hope that's the case i'm just not ready to say that yet because right now i'm not seeing star i'm just seeing functional part of a show and that's a good thing but i'm not ready to say yeah. that yet. that's that, that's fair but that's arrow going up i think at the at okay. the moment and next okay. week when he's not on the show for three weeks, then we can say, well, that was dumb. Well, I mean, I don't. I, yeah. The same I, way I, that I would say, I think Julia Hart is is becoming that a little bit. Right. Like we've talked about that in the past of like they're featuring her. They're trying to tell like tell you that she's important. Like, I feel like they're starting I, to I, establish let, let me, regular. Let, let me let me tell you what the problem is here, Brandon, too. That we have felt this way so many times about AEW performers and how many of them actually broke through the chaff. None of it. One. One. Who? MJF. MJF. Yeah, but that's been from day one. I'm, so I don't I, even know if you can count that. No, he counts. He was a guy that came into it not as an established professional wrestling superstar. Okay. He, he's the one guy that was not on that level. That got to that level specifically, and I, I mean, I, I guess we're being dismissive of Hangman, right? Like, yeah, that's uh, that's unfair. So it's two, right? Like, it's two in the entire history of the company. Do I have Is to say the other Brit, one? That's sorry, your Brit, head explode? Brit. No, it's three because Brit's on that list too. There's three. Would you count Darby? No, not a chance. Darby's <laughs> been neutered the entire time. Darby is absolutely in the group of people that we have said should Sammy be. Guevara. <laughs> Sammy Guevara, Darby. The whole Pillars thing. Orange, all Orange Cassidy. Um, Yeah, I don't know. that. You see, I've just never believed that Orange Cassidy was going to get that level, right? Like, I always thought that the gimmick would ultimately hold him back from being the anointed star. So in a weird way, I think that Orange Cassidy was almost maxed out, like – what he was capable of in AEW, but that's not because I, I doubt him as a performer. I just doubted. He, you know how we were talking about, like, you know, you and I had a chat about long story short, like I was chatting with Glenn about like why it feels different when, when, when WWE sort of vamps on a show and just does matches versus when AEW does it. And the, the comparison I used is because all the people they're doing it with are on the lunchbox. Like if you made a WWE lunchbox and you had whatever the top 15 people are on there, those people are so over that you can get away with that. And it doesn't affect your ticket sales at this moment. You can't like people just, those are established characters that you associate with. I'm going to turn on my TV and see those people. And I want to, and you can sort of vamp and just have them put on four star matches. In AEW, who's on the lunchbox? Like that's 
that's the question. It's like, who is it? Is it just Jericho, Omega, Bucks, you know, uh, MJF? Like, how deep does it get, right? Like, is Orange Cassidy on the lunchbox? Is Darby Allen on the lunchbox? Like, like, and so, like, I would say, like, whoever makes it on the lunchbox, that counts, right? Like, that counts as people that they've established as real, I don't know how, what to, what degree star, but star of some kind, right? For, for the expectation of, I want to turn on my remote and see this person on the show. Um, I, like, this, this word does not make the lunch. That, that we don't have. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I, I can't marinate too much on that right now. Right. Like I really can't. I, I, I think that I am reluctant to adopt because AEW has a serious problem of ending the push of musical people. Just like we have to get this other guy well, in there well, now. Of, like, of, well, no, of of telling me that they're pushing someone and then all of a sudden no longer pushing that person. But, but don't you think that is a that's We've, caused by having to sort of push too many people? I think it's a little like, bit that, but I also think yeah. it's been self-inflicted wounds of deciding all of a sudden they'd rather just have a 57-year-old. Like I, oh right, I, right, right. I, I, like, I oh, that, we we need Adam Copeland on the show. Right, like we we can't execute this. And sometimes, as we've we've gotten in long de- or in-depth conversations about these things, sometimes I do think that like th- there is an irrelevant question to be asked about whether or not Darby Allen was ever ready for that. Like that, as a talent, the truth is he's limited and. Unfortunately, they started to, to, to push him, and he never really was worthy of being elevated to the next level. And maybe they were right to not do that, because every time he talks, you find yourself saying, like, he ain't the guy. Um, I, I, it's Maybe every single one of them has a unique story of why it hasn't worked out for them and why they haven't been the guy. But they have had, however you want to measure it, a serious problem of not being able to finish the job on the overwhelming majority. They've gotten three, legitimately three that they've got. I guess if you wanted to squint, include the claimed, right? Like, and say, I think, I think you have to as a tag team. Yeah. That would be the only one that they've been able to pull it off with. So in the, how, how many years are we into this now? Five Four or five? What's the four, four? Four from the first dynamite. Yeah. Four from the first dynamite. So it was four. It was September of 2019. Yeah, October I think of 2019. But yeah. Okay. So from the fall of 2019 to here, they've gotten there with two male performers, one female performer, and a tag team. That's not nothing. That's four. You know, in in four years, you would say they're averaging one legitimate star made per year is that a good average it's not what we wanted i don't think it's what AEW suggested they were going to be right like they were going to be different because they weren't just going to be shoving the same things down your throat. i mean we're two years of that hamstrung by the cody thing i i think they've been hamstrung by any number of things i think they were very much hamstrung by cm punk yeah, I think they too. were hamstrung by Cody. I think that they've been hamstrung. Again, some of them might be unique. It might very well be that we look back on them and say some of them. And the Jade conversation is awkward because maybe we should say that she should be here too. I, I think she should, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. that counts. 
I mean, yeah. she, she walked right into WWE and they're going to and they're going to go yeah, crazy like, with her, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I guess just because she left so quickly that like I I it it, I, it feels incomplete, but they got there with her. They certainly got there with her, but they never they never got the reward Like they never did the Jade Britt Baker match. Yeah. Like that's the. I, I don't know how I talk about this because the point of turning someone into a star is to have the big payoff and they never did it. They never got the, she was never their women's champion. And, and to be fair, they used her to elevate someone else who's who's it's no, working she's out. not there. She's fine, no. but it's it's she's not there. Right. I love I right. love Chris Statlander, but she's right. not but there. Right, but what I'm saying is Jade never even had a match against someone that you would consider. But, but that's I it the crazy part to me is that I want to say that Jade's on this list, but she never how can you be that if you were never the champion of the company? There were times that it felt like at the bigger belt though. I understand that, but they it's it's not like <laughs> They have a women's championship. She never won it. How am I? What do I do with that? So right. I, I I get that she probably should be in this conversation, but but if, it's if, a, like if MJF hadn't won the title yet, like we would still count him. No, it would all still be part of the story. Like part of the story is seeing it through to the anointment of saying this is the guy. This is the person Um, when they're homegrown in particular. Like, I, I do think that part of it matters, that you see it through. And I I think if we believe that one of these guys was definitely going to become that, we might feel differently no, that's, about that's it. That's true, because we did, before MJF actually won the title, we did keep talking about how they were going to screw it up. I mean, because it wasn't there the yet. Conversation. So, conversation. All right. so that's fair. All right, okay. F, F you. I need to. I need to go to bed. I, I am angry. How, how did we get this long? Right. I really hate this. I, I didn't. Just, e- I didn't even get to say the thing I saw on Twitter that would make your head explode. But I'll do, say it. It. do it. No, do uh, it. Do quickly, it. just. Okay. Knock so, it so out. someone said, "What would what would be the worst but realistic uh, answer to the devil question?" And uh, <laughs> the answer I saw, Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a story there they could absolutely do that but let's move on what was the That's... thing that you wanted to talk about last week that we never talked about what yeah. was that oh no we talked about it last week we just didn't do the full conversation about how jimmy uso is the exact same as jd mcdonough if not lower than jd mcdonough at this point but God. yeah <laughs> they were it was first and goal from the one yard line from the one. Yeah, it was first and goal from the half yard line. And they had the Eagles offensive line and Jalen Hurts. And they just <laughs> said, how about instead of calling the tush push, what we do is we punt. That's what it was. And I, I'll never <laughs> be able to think about it otherwise. All right. Get your plugs in. What do you want to plug? Uh, follow me on Twitter at D.A. Oster. Uh, if you're coming out to Vegas at any point, come over to the Circa. We have the only 365-day pool in Vegas and shows nothing but sports. So come out to Stadium Swim. That does seem cool. All right, Bryn. Uh, we just announced Jeff Rosenstock is coming to Ramshead Live on March 30th. I'm pretty excited about that one. Tickets go on sale. Well, by the time you hear this, they'll be on sale. RamsheadLive.com, at Ramshead Live on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, I am Brandon Linton on t- Twitter. 
Whoa, hello. At Glenn Clark, and he's not dead, which is nice. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. A couple of things. Uh, the NBA in-season tournament is the dumbest thing ever, but we're turning it into a charity thing. So uh, I'm doing, I'm partnering up with Helping Up Mission again this year. I'm doing NBA in-season tournament charity pools, 50% to the winner, 50% to Helping Up Mission. So I need you to get in on that. I've already filled the first one. I uh, I want to do a couple of these because I want to start getting towards a bigger goal. I want to go over $3,000 total. So uh, $20 buy-in, um, hit me up. Just at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Tell me that you want in, and we'll get you in on the next one. And then, of course, don't forget, uh, next Saturday, Maryland, Michigan, A.J. Francis uh, canned and non-perishable food drive. Please come out. I know Maryland football, it's the most depressing thing in the history of the world. Well, it would be depressing if anyone cared about Maryland football, but you get it. Um, Please, even if you're not going to the game, come out, show up, drop off your food, and then go and do something better with your day. I understand. I trust me. I will not be remotely offended by that. Just please come out and support um, what AJ and his family and we've all been a part of for a long time. And it benefits Sarah's house, which is a wonderful charity. If you can't make it to the game, hit me up again next week and tell me, can I come by your studio? Or so I'll, I'll yes, give me it bring them to me and I'll get them there. If you can't get to the game next Saturday, or if you want to throw in, we've had this, uh, my friends like Tracy and Brian over the years have said, can I throw you some dollars? And when you go buy all of the, um, the, the oodles and noodles, you buy a, a bunch more. Yes. I will buy more ramen noodles. If you send some cash for, uh, AJ's food drive next week. So please, please, uh, take care of that. All right. At AJ Francis, four one Oh for him on all social medias for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Bent. Bent, 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 Hey, Jay Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. You know, if I knew he was going to bring up these topics, maybe I would have been happier if Brandon really was gone. <laughs>